you guys were just talking about safeties and uh, the 15 million that roughly that Alshon would come in being franchise and Eric Berry was brought up. You know, 12, 13 million if we get for that, that, that'd be money better spent. I think. It's the future. Down and distance on WGNRadio.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Down and Distance here on WGNRadio.com. My man, Sean Davis, is with me, SD2Mikes on Twitter. I'm at Peyton Sun, P-A-Y-T-O-N-S-U-N. And today we get a chance to really talk about something that we're both passionate about, and that's football. It was hard for me last week to sit on Sunday, Sean, and actually watch the TV and know that there was no football coming on. I, I actually got like a little kid, man. My face got all, all frowny and I almost started crying because the Super Bowl and being there was so much fun that I needed football. But it's all good. Baseball's around the corner. But then also we have the combine that's going to be here and the, the period right now to be able to franchise tag players starts from today all the way to March 1st. So we'll get into that. But I think the biggest story that has been circling around Chicago has been Jimmy Garoppolo. And you and I talked about Jimmy. We talked about him in the past, being a local kid, both of us to kind of watch him. I had a chance to kind of watch him grow up. I had a chance to give him the Walter Payton Offensive Player of the Year Award in FCS a couple years ago before he went into the draft. I've always known what kind of player he is, Sean. I, I get it. But the reports that I'm seeing to give up that he's worth a number one pick? Come on, man. Only reason why I look at that is because, listen, the rich keep getting richer because that's what the Patriots want. The Patriots just want to get want to get one of the, uh, for another first-round pick so they can do what they do so well, and that's scouting players that fit their system and to hopefully go through the, you know, the AFC and go for another championship because Tom's still going to be there for another five years. But are we putting too much stock – into a guy, and we've seen it before in other guys, in Castle, in Hoyer, in we, we've seen it before, guys that have been behind Tom Brady because of the system that, that the Patriots play, and they have success there, but when they go other places, uh, they don't have that same success. And I, I just, I'm very leery. I love Garoppolo. I, I I would I would give up something for him. I just don't know what it would be. To me, it's not a number one. That that's too steep. And Ryan Pace and the Bears, they can't afford to miss this year on this first round pick. This this needs to be not a project, not uh, maybe potential. What this is, we you need a stud that is going to be a fixture on your offense or defense for years to come that you can build around. So it, you did it with Kevin White. Right, you you made you made it with Kevin White. You he was a project guy. We both knew who he was. He was on one side of the football at West Virginia. Didn't move up and down the line. Didn't play inside. The injuries crept in. We haven't really seen who he is. And then Leonard Floyd, who who we hope can be that 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 guy that could be that edge rusher for years to come. You just you never really know. A great rookie season as he started to progress and get more playing time, but you can't miss. On this first round pick, this has got to be a stud. This has got to be almost a for sure thing. A 99 point. You know, I tell my son, go wash your hands, son. Jaden, go wash your hands. But dad, my hand's still going to be dirty. You know what? Come over here. 
I got some stuff that's going to make sure it's 99.9% sure that it's cleaning up the bacteria and the germs. Yep. The, it, this has to be a for sure thing, Sean. I, 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 I'm going to say right now, I'm not giving up a first-round pick. I'm sorry. People are saying second-round picks on uh, Facebook Live. I don't know. But is there a number? Is there an amount of picks? Is it, I've, I've seen a, a two and a six. What would you give up or would you not give anything up for Jimmy Garoppolo? Is this too much of a reach? It's definitely a reach. My issue with Jimmy Garoppolo, you talked about coming out of the system in New England. He's yet to throw an interception, right? You look at his advanced stats, they're all pretty good. Uh, Yards per attempt is right about nine yards per attempt. Uh, Yard per catch is right at about 10.8. So all of that sounds good. The completion percentage, which is translatable from team to team, is at about 67%. So everything is good, right? Yes. The one thing that concerns me first is the fact that he played two games before he got injured. Mm. What we've gone through with Kevin White, Alshon Jeffrey, and Jay Cutler and their availability the last two years, when he had a chance to start, he was injured halfway through the second game he started. That's and it was his shoulder. shoulder. That's an issue for me. It is an issue. I don't want that issue. All right. Also, I'm going to use Dak Prescott. Not from the sense of them being the same quarterback, but you understand the true character, especially at the quarterback position. He's never thrown an interception. We've never seen him face adversity. We've never seen him struggle in a game and then be able to self-correct himself, auto-correct himself, True. and get things back together and lead his team to victory. He's never faced that on the NFL level. So I don't know what we're getting. I don't know the character of this quarterback. I know all the resume, but I don't know the true grit and character of this particular guy. Julian Edelman was on the NFL Network. This is what he had to say about Jimmy Garoppolo. Julian Edelman says... That he reminds him of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. That's uh, Brett. Favre That's kind of scary. Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. He said he's a gunslinger. He did say that. We. Well, I I'm not a paid GM, so I don't know the whole value thing. Um, but as far as a guy that I get to play with every single day, you know Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, the guy's a stud. He went out and played in the regular season, and he played very well. Yeah. You know, he's got that kind of gunslinger kind of, like, confidence. That's, you know, that Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers kind of confidence. And, you know, he practices hard. He prepares hard. He's a good kid. He's young. You know, I, I think I think he's a good player. We just got finished with the gunslinger mentality here in Chicago. We dealt with that with Jay Cutler. Yes. We dealt with that. So do we want to go back to that? Or do you want somebody like a Dak Prescott that can manage the game with a great running running back and a great running game, not make mistakes? You have that right now. And improving defense that's going to get better via free agency in the draft will lead you to victory. You you almost have that in a guy like Brian Hoyer. He's not going to – He's not going to lose you games. He's not going to win you. He's you not going to win you games. I need somebody a little bit better in the red zone. Okay, I'm I'm cool Just with that. Just a tad bit. But not having Not Al- check down Charlie. I don't need check down Charlie. I get you. From the 10-yard line. Real quick, real quick. Let's see. Hopefully this works. We're going to go out to the line. Who we got on the line? We got Dave. Dave, what's going on, man? How you doing? 
Man, I can't complain, man. I'm just over here trying to figure out if uh, if I would give up a number one pick in this year's draft for Jimmy Garoppolo. Would you? Uh, I would not. I I mean, he in our in six quarters he looked good, but is that half of a sample size for uh, giving up a first round pick when we have a lot of holes to fill that we could probably use that first round pick somewhere where we need somebody more? I mean, I you know. I heard you talking about Brian Hoyer. I, spectacular. He's solid. He showed he was solid. I mean, he's not going to, you know, he's not, maybe, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo's a little bit more, uh, he's got a little bit more explosiveness in him, but I think that right now that Hoyer could be that bridge QB need. I think we should draft one and uh, uh, maybe uh, develop one ourselves. I mean, we've seen what happened when we have two firsts for Cutler. Look at what, look at where that got us. I mean, you're right. I mean, it, it's, it's a tough situation to be in because, especially for Ryan Pace, Dave, everybody is pushing him right now to get a quarterback. They want a quarterback, and I get that. I understand. To win a championship, that's a part of it. But you also have to build other places where you have holes, and that Bears defense needs to be the rock. That's the reason why when we t- keep talking about the Bears in 85, why were they so dominant? They were dominant because of the defense that they had. And I'm not saying you can never get back to that, but if that is being the floor plan of how you win a championship and that's what your organization is about, then you need to go back and do your history, and it needs to be the defense. Start building this defense up, and you have a running game. You make sure that offensive line, and, you yeah, you go out and draft quarterbacks. It might not be who you want. It might not be the guy because I don't know if that guy is in this draft. But, listen, you're going to have to take a chance somewhere have somebody that's there that has experience and let them groom that youngster. And hopefully then down the line, we're not talking about this, but I mean, Dave, we've been pushing this thing back now, not having a quarterback. It's, it's put the franchise in, in a whole lot of trouble right now. You, you know, and I mean, you look at the two fish that we gave up for uh, Cutler. I mean, one of them was Von Miller. I mean, I mean, our what, defense, Dave? You don't have to say anything else. I get where you're coming from, man. It's painful. It would look a lot better with Von Miller on it, would it not? Yeah, it would, Dave. Hey, man, Dave, we appreciate you calling, man. Call us back anytime. All right, thanks. So, listen, people are very leery of uh, what they want to do to you know with the, that first round pick, Sean. I just, it, it's a there's lot. No, there's no way you move. That first round pick. There's no way I give them a second. Too many things need to be done. And of course, you can answer hold, certain things. Hold on. Just so people know, you know, today started the day that franchise tax could be applied to players. The deadline for that is March the 1st. Ooh, I'll be in Indy. March the 1st then begins the combine, which goes from the 1st through March the 6th. We're already here. And then free agency begins on March the 8th. Oh, man, that's going to be like a field so day, Sean. Within a week here, Within a couple of weeks, we'll know the direction or get a general sense of the direction of where they're going, of where they're going to go with the majority of their I, picks I told in you, the draft. I told you. It's, it, it, it comes down to March 1st of knowing, being in Indy, of figuring out if Alshon Jeffrey has a franchise tag or not. Now, the franchise tag, Albert Breer, yes. NFL Network, I love he, went ahead, he went ahead and figured out Projected 2017 franchise tax, right? Yes. Franchise tag for Alshon Jeffrey, $15.7 million. So all of our listeners and followers 15. out there, $15.7 15. 15. million. $15.7 million. For a guy that has missed a lot of games. Almost half a season of worth of games. 
more than that, one and a half seasons worth of games. I don't know, man. The last three years. It's it's tough because let's let's you want to call it what it is, Sean. Let's call it what it is. If the Bears wanted him here for the long haul, yeah, that's what that that's what 2016 was all about for Alshon Jeffrey. It was a show me year. It was a show me year, and guess what? You have to be available. He wasn't able to be available like he wanted to. But then you also do see with this not this this bear squad not having enough athletes that you start to see when he's not in the game where you miss big plays, opportunities, like those big, big plays. It comes down to this team is going to have to shift their gears of what they're doing offensively. It's going to have to be the Jordan Howard show. And they're going to have to run the football when people know they're running the football now. Think about what happens after a year. Think about what happens. The great ones, they take it to another level because of how they study. I'm not saying Jordan Howard can't do that, but the Bears and that offense are going to have to figure out ways to get cute and get smart and actually do some stuff when it comes to running the football. We're going to go back out to the line, though, real quick. Who we got on the line? This is Dan. What's up, Dan? How you doing? Pretty good. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. Where you calling from? Indiana, southern part of Indiana. Oh, okay, okay. What what you thinking? I mean, we're talking about Alshon Jeffrey right now. If you were Ryan Pace before March 1st, are you tagging him about $15 million? Does that sound good to you? I mean, you know, I'm, I like the Bears, but I'm pretty much a Colts fan. <laughs> and, uh, no, I, in answer to your questions, no, I probably wouldn't if it was me because – I think you could probably use the money elsewhere. And uh, when you was talking about uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo a while ago, I think there's two. To me, there was. If I was the GM, there's too little of a sample size. I mean, he was good at uh, where was it? Eastern Illinois, where he was at. I think he set all kinds of records there. But yeah, I, I don't think I. I wouldn't give up. You know. Probably if it was me, I probably would give up more, maybe a third or fourth round pick on him or something, you know, if it was that. But I just think there's too too much of a – too small of a sample size to, uh, for as far as Jim Garoppolo. But, no, nah, I wouldn't put a $15 million franchise tag on Alton Jeffries. I mean, he's a decent receiver, but he's been hurt so much. You know, it's like, I don't know, it wouldn't be worth – $15 million franchise tag, I don't think. Well, listen, I mean, we're right with you. We're trying to figure this thing out, man. We appreciate you calling and uh, hold it down in Indiana for us, okay? Hey, we'll try. All right, have a good day. Right. Thanks Thanks for taking my call. All right, so that's kind of – it comes hey. down to it, man. People are saying the same thing. $15 million is too much. Listen, you got to be available, bro. Look. Some tough decisions coming up for some teams with this franchise tag <clears throat> over the next week or so. Kirk Cousins can make $21 million. That's the, fr- the projected franchise tag, $21.5 million for quarterbacks. The Giants have an interesting decision when it comes to Jason Pierre-Paul. Now, you remember he blew his fingers off in a July 4th accident. So when you deal with that, in order to get him and keep him under the franchise tag and protect him, it's going to cost them $16.9, million. Now, the big news coming out of the Super Bowl week was a possible target for the Chicago Bears at the safety position, one Eric Berry okay. for the Kansas City Chiefs. What about Eric Berry? Right? 
He said he was adamant. I'm not playing under the franchise tag. Now, this is where it gets interesting because with most franchise tags, especially the top three positions, which are quarterback, defensive end, and wide receiver from a money standpoint, you get the feeling that people are overpaying for these positions with the franchise tag. At the safety position, it's $11 million. $11 million for an Eric Berry talent seems like a very fair assessment. Yeah, eleven million is fair, but for him, I think he could actually get more money on the open market. Well, yeah, he, but I, I can see why he doesn't want to take eleven million. Eleven million, no. Well, I mean, what? All right, let's go back out to the phones real quick. Who we got on the phone? Hey, and if you can turn down the the the, the computer behind you, please. Who is this? Uh, this is Michael Heifel from Tampa, Florida. How you doing, Jarrett? I'm doing good, Mike. How you doing from Tampa? Good? <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, I grew up in Chicago, lifelong Bears, Cubs, Bulls, Blackhawks fan. I had the pleasure of actually meeting you outside of uh, Wrigley uh, after your radio show, and I had the great honor of meeting your father a long, long time ago. He's a wonderful man. Well, I appreciate uh, it. Uh, and I, I'm just really happy I got through. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, to address him, um, just an amazing talent, but like you guys have been saying, not sure if he's worth the $15 million for the franchise tag because uh, he can't stay healthy. And then the PED thing, too, that that, that throws another uh, monkey wrench in the uh, works there. And uh, I can't say this enough, the whole Garoppolo thing, New England doesn't give away anything, okay? So <laughs> if, if they're willing to give him away, there's got to be something wrong. Well, yeah, I think, and I think everybody's going with the small sample size. I think he fits in New England. I think he fits what they do, but I'm not sure he would fit a different scheme. And he's definitely not worth the first round. Listen, I'm I'm right with you. I'm going to tell you real quick. I mean, you look at you look at that quarterback that's in Tampa, man. I mean, Jameis Winston, a difference maker. You could you know might not like him, but what he does personally, but whatever. The dude is a Good quarterback. I had a chance to meet him at the Super Bowl. Outstanding young man. He sat and talked to me for a couple minutes, and people were pushing him and pulling him. He's one of those guys you look at when he came out of college, you just knew that it was going it was going to translate. It might take a little bit of time, but it's going to translate. With Jimmy, I just, I just don't know. I, it, it's not a for sure thing, and I know that position is not a for sure thing, but it's the position that you can't miss on. And if you were going to – I'm talking about you're going to take it at the third pick, you can't miss. I wouldn't take – He's better than, than the quarterbacks that are in this draft, no doubt. But I don't know if I would take a first-round pick on any quarterback that's in this draft this year. So, I mean, that's that goes figure. We appreciate you calling yeah. from Tampa, man. I, I think uh, I think you're absolutely right there. I think none of the quarterbacks are really worthy of a first-rounder, but there's going to be teams reaching. And with the number three overall pick, you're absolutely right. He's got to stick. Whoever it is, he's got to be a starter day one, and he's got to be worth the pick. Uh Thanks, man. Love to be on your show. Thank you very much. No problem, and stay warm in Florida, all right? I will. Thanks. Bye. All right, so that's like the, that. It keeps coming down to it, man. Bears fans Bears fans aren't dumb. Absolutely Sean, not. They're I don't not think, dumb. Come on, I don't on, think man. Ryan Pace is dumb either. I don't think Ryan Pace is either. I'm going to tell you. I mean, I had a unbelievable conversation um, with some of the Bears and um, – Big higher ups, and that was one of the big things that was the conversation was, uh, you know, not reaching, not reaching for for a quarterback or not reaching. And I think Ryan Pace. What scares me, I don't know if it scares anybody out there, um, 
It's the fact that I really like what Ryan Pace does in from the second to like the sixth round. He does he does pretty good work in those. I want to see that, so I don't want to give up those picks. I'm just listen. I'm a realist, Sean. I just know that this Bears team three wins 2016. I'm hoping for five or six. Okay, if you get five or six, that's an improvement from the year before. We're, you're not winning the division. So what you need to do now is stockpile. You need to figure out how to really get a defense that could get you in the runnings to win out your division and hold it down. Right right now, things are, are, are okay offensively with the pieces that you have, but you're going to have to move some pieces around as well. Looking at this franchise tag. Yes. And the projections here, it really speaks volumes about how NFL teams and the NFL value certain positions. I'll just read it from like, of course, quarterbacks, number one. Number two, it's definitely defensive line, defensive end, wide receiver comes in third. Fourth is linebacker. That's very interesting. Fifth, offensive lineman. Sixth, defensive tackle. Mm. Seventh, Running back. That's. You think that's changing? I mean, now. safety is eighth. Oh, that's 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 crazy. Safe, and this is what Bears fans are clamoring for. We've been clamoring for since about two thousand seven. Six. I think Mike Brown retired yeah, seven, or yeah. left the team seven. in two thousand seven. We've been clamoring for ten years for a safety, someone to be a leader in that defensive backfield. And the NFL values safety like eighth, eighth, when it comes back, to franchise tagging and salary, and running back right above that, right above that. So that just goes to let you know. I don't know, man. What teams believe in when they go to build championship teams? I don't think either New England or Atlanta had a stud safety. No. No. And I think their defensive secondaries were so, okay. But, but Sean, I, that's what I'm saying. I think Ryan Pace is looking to do that. And he tried. We Didn't you see what he did this past draft? He was trying to find guys later in rounds that maybe could be without taking it uh, a safety. Because you know that's a, it's a, it's a big need. Cornerback as well. Man, you got to figure out how to get better there. So Eric Berry might be able to. I don't know. If they don't franchise tag him, you might be able to get him for 12 or 13 a year. Okay. Well, which is not bad. That's not bad. I would definitely pay that. You got the money to do it. 3 years? Yeah. 2 years? 2 years. Front loaded? 2 years. Signing bonus? Yeah. 2 years. So after 2 years if you want to let him go, it's not a big hit it's on your cap. A, not a big deal. I would go 2 years. And the then, franchise tag is 11 I million. Think, That's Can I just keep throwing this name out that I keep seeing on the scrolling is I told you Victor Cruz. Victor well, Cruz was released by the New York Giants I, I, earlier I in the week. I, I don't know if he's a third. I mean, he's basically at this point, Cameron Meredith. I mean, that's if you like the upside of Cameron Meredith, then it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So go get now. If you're telling me that you're getting rid of Alshon and you need to figure out something, then I mean, why not? I get it. Look, there's a ton of talent in this draft at the wide receiver position. Doesn't mean I'm not saying take him at three or third overall. But when it comes to uh, Zay Jones, yes, um, Corey Davis, oh, Corey Davis, Mike Williams, you go to the tight end position where you have Leggett, 
Oh. And you have Jake Butt, who will be back next year after recovering from his ACL. If you can go ahead and wait on him and get him in the fourth round, that's so much value for a guy that was top 15 yes. before the bowl game. I mean, there are so many options when it comes to wide receiver and tight end in this draft. Very deep positions going into this draft. So yeah. you can answer some of those wide receiver positions without going out and spending big money on a veteran in free agency. All right, we're going back out on the line. It's down a distance. Jared Payton, long shot, my man, Sean Davis. Who we got on the line? Hey, Jared, it's Dave again. What's up, Dave? Hey, uh, you guys were just talking about safeties and uh, the $15 million that roughly that Alshon would come in being franchise tech. And Eric Berry was brought up. You know, $12, 13000000 million, if we get him for that, that'd be money better spent, I think. Yeah, I mean, we're, that's what we're thinking. We're, we're both thinking that right right there, you can probably get him for less than $15 million. We're talking about like $13 million. Yeah. So you're saving. You're saving it, a couple it, million it, there that you can, you know, I mean, can throw money that money elsewhere and you're going to get, you know, you know, you can get, you know, maybe a couple players out of the money that you save from not, Franchising Elshon, and let's be you know, let's be honest that Elshon he hasn't been healthy. You know, one year that he was actually really that he was healthy the whole year, plus the suspension last year. I mean, and I I really don't think he wants to be in Chicago anyway. No, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you, I the one thing that I've always had a hard time, and I just got chills because I always. I always think about this. I love certain players and what in like just certain guys and what they mean to the city. And I used to always like hold on to them all the time. But sometimes, man, it just you have to kind of let go. And if it's not working and hopefully that that person can go on to a to another team and do well and succeed. It just this might not be the best surrounding for him. Maybe he needs to go somewhere else. And we're not forgetting about the suspension as well. You know, we keep talking about him being hurt and not available. Um, the suspension was another thing I think that brings eyes to this organization when they think about long term. I mean, any job. It's not just football. Any job, you, if something happens, your employer is thinking about what they need to do, what's best for them long term. When you're talking about spending $15 million, so that's a big investment. Yeah. That's not going out and buying a TV at Best Buy. I mean, is, we're talking right. about $15 million. Well, you know, and you, you just don't, you don't see the loyalty anymore from the players, you know, when dad played or – or Singletary, you know, you don't you don't see the loyalty, or even Urlacher. I mean, and you don't see loyalty anymore. You know, playing your entire career with one team, unless you're a franchise quarterback, and who gives them up? So, I mean, and let's face it. I mean, we had, you know, do we know what we have in Kevin White? Really, we don't. He's been hurt. You know, I mean, we got a decent sample size from Cameron Meredith, which was a nice development last year. Um, I think very serviceable as a number two, maybe even, you know, he can play all three positions. So even, even slide him into the slot, you know, if Kevin White is, you know, Kevin White, it shows anything from being a first round pick, number seven pick overall. I mean, he, we just got, like I said, we got so many holes to fill that 15 million for one position, one player is just too much. You know, you could maybe spread that money around a little bit. All right, man. We appreciate you for calling back. All right. All right. Thanks, man. So, I mean, it just comes down to, I mean, everything that, you know, everybody's been talking about. It's it's a lot of holes, Sean. It's a lot of holes. A As lot. I said before, if you look, if you love stats. If you love stats. If you love stats, you're going to fall in love with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. If you love stats, 
You love his connection to the winning ways with the Patriots organization. You're going to love Jimmy Garoppolo, and you're probably going to push for Ryan Pace to make a move. Everybody in this city is starving for a quarterback. You were starving when you got Jay Cutler, and then you fell out of love. And now you're starving again, and you want somebody to fill that void. Love the team you have. The day after Valentine's Day, my word to Bears fans, love the one you're with. Love the team you currently have. Love the young players that are developing. And stop clamoring for a quarterback to come fill that void in your heart. It's not. Let this team build. Yes. Let Ryan Pace do what he does. Let Ryan Pace do what he's going to do. Yes. Preach. It's Preach. Simple as that. It's it's it is. I mean, you have to let Ryan Pace do his job, and you got to let him develop this team. And if you do that, um, for everything that you see bad, which is the record and and everything else, I get that three wins is not good. But also on the other side, you got to look at the positives, and we got to watch this team build and watch this team evolve over time. That's what being a fan is all about. I know we all want it to be a quick fix, but. The way that this organization roster-wise was left to this new regime, things had to be – you had to clean everything up. You're one step away. And when I mean one step, I mean two or three moves. Yeah. Via free agency or the draft. Yeah. From having a top ten defense. A, a, a couple moves. That's it. Think about what happens. I mean, you add a couple of different a couple players of and moves. a top ten defense. You have a top ten defense. Of course, health – Always playing a part. Always. It always the does. The players on that defense have to stay healthy. But if healthy, they could have a top They can defense. have. I'm talking about the Chicago Bears. It's Chicago Bears. We're not joking. This is not a joke. It's not a joke. It's not a mockery. This is serious. Two or three moves will turn this Bears defense into a top 10 defense. Wow. You heard it here first. You heard it here. Well, I don't. I. This will be our last call. So th- whoever this is, they jumping on, man. They get the last call of the day here on Down and Distance. We're going to go out to the phone lines. Who we got? This is Josh. What up, Josh? Where you calling from? Where you calling from, Josh? Uh, Bloomington, Illinois. So what's your take, man, on the two topics that we, uh, we've been talking about today? Okay, so what – your partner just said is so true and what you said also, um, you got to let Ryan Pace build the franchise. Here's the problem with that. When, when you, if we have another losing season, they're just going to get rid of the coach. Just like every team, except for the Browns this year, they kept their coach. We have a losing season and they're going to get rid of, they're going to get rid of our head coach. And then where does our rebuilding go from there? That's the problem. We need consistency. We need to – you need to have – and I think that's the hard part with having so many guys injured this past season. It really didn't bode well for John Fox and what he was hoping to do a year two and what he's done in year twos in other places, other stops he had around the NFL. I get that. I'm interested in asking Josh. Yeah? If you don't lose Freeman and Trevathan and Cutler's there – for the majority of the season, how many more wins do you think this team would have had? Mm. Yeah, I mean, the defensive uh, injuries were brutal. Um, 
obviously. I think – oh, man, that's a great question. I'll help, um, I'm going to help you out. I'll help you out. I'm going to say at least <laughs> – I'm going to say at least three more wins maybe. So I'm saying yeah. six. So yeah. now we're at six to seven. Six, six to seven wins. And that looks better, you know. Yeah, the, and, and I mean, yeah. if you look at the losses that we had, some of them, I mean, a lot of them were single-digit losses. I mean, fourth quarter, we came back, and then we just didn't finish the game because, our, I mean, a lot of it was, I mean, we had uh, we had a lot of rookies on defense and just didn't finish games, and you can't really blame that on a coach. But I'm saying the overturn that a lot of teams have because people are picketing because we don't have a winning season, and then we just were flip-flopping coaches. And I mean, it's not like we – I mean, the Cubs – <laughs> it's hard to compare football with baseball, but they were able to build under and having losing seasons. But I mean, the the Bears don't seem to understand that. That I mean, the ownership anyway. That you can't keep flip flopping coaches and just, uh, not have any longevity with a coach and let him build his system. Um, it doesn't help anything. All right, Josh. We both we both got a comment to you so right now. I'm so, gonna te- I'm gonna make both right, you guys. I'm gonna tease you a little bit. Okay. But I'm gonna here give. We go. He brought up the Chicago Cubs. Okay. Right? Go ahead. So Renteria was here when they were young and losing. Exactly. And building. Yep. Yep. But the entire time, that front office knew that they, they were had, plotting. They had because their they knew the loophole that was coming up for Joe Madden. Yes. There is a coach in right. the NFL that that type of loophole exists. And he has a relationship with Ryan Pace. Pace. Uh-oh. Sean so let's Pace. just say oh, Sean, Sean Payton, Payton all of a sudden yeah. is there hey. after this season. Hey, don't, Does that make you feel good as a hey, Bears hey, fan? Hey, stop giving going me chills. Going from Fox to Sean Payton. Stop, stop, stop giving me chills, Sean. Stop. <laughs> you want to bring my family to Chicago, man. I mean. I'm just trying to show the love the day after it, Valentine's, man. Hey, Josh, I'm, I'm telling you, Josh, like, it, to me. I it, it, agree to, with all of this. I, I, I do not think that John Fox has proved himself as a coach in the NFL. I'm going to go out and say that. A, a great coach. I'm sorry, not obviously he's a coach. Great coach. He has, he has led teams far in, into the playoffs, and, you know, he's won. He won a championship with uh, Carolina, I believe. don't know his entire history. Um, but – I love Sean. He was Payton. a defensive coordinator yeah, for, for under Parcells with the Giants. Okay. Well, he worked on the same staff. I think he was a linebackers coach. Okay. Okay. On Parcells' okay. staff, along with Bill Belichick. So okay. That's where he got his start, if I'm not mistaken. But I, I agree. I think that's a, I think that's a very astute observation that he is kind of looming out there, and things are kind of you know not going awesome down in new orleans and so why not that that would be i mean i'm for that but i mean it's tough because you know john fox is kind of creating a defensive system and then if you do that switch say you know hey sean Payton comes to chicago it's be well now it's going to be an offensive team and people aren't used to that so i don't know i don't know i think i could go either way on that one all right, man. Well, listen, we appreciate you for calling, bro. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for letting me talk to you guys. Appreciate it. All right, take care. Yeah, you too.
So that's kind of it, though, Sean. And it comes down to it, bro. Hey, you giving people words of wisdom. This dude hit me with a good one. He hit me with a good one. He was like, you just, have to look. Just, just let. I understand the angst that Bears fans, love. the impatience that's coming up right now. Yeah. Especially in a rebuild. It's like doing a gut rehab job of a home. Would you rather buy a home that's fully furnished and you're ready to walk in? You don't have to do anything but move in? Or would you rather go through a gut rehab where you have to pick everything out and you don't know what can pop up when you tear the walls down? It's your choice. And you have to change this post and support. You have to put a support beam here because of the things that you want. Yeah, you don't know. And you have to change the entire interior to fit and customize According to your specifications? Nah, sorry. And that's what Ryan Pace is doing, man. He's customizing this organization according to his specifications for winning and what he was a part of down in New Orleans. Dude, and look, you have to be patient with that. When they tear, when he tore the walls down, he, he, he saw some things that he didn't know were going to be there. Right? Yes. He had a Property Brothers moment, and he yeah. said, whoa, hold on. He had that, he had this that, is going to cost me <laughs> an extra, uh, extra extra year. Extra year I'm going to need to yeah. build. You know what? I'm going to get on YouTube and figure out how to do some of this uh, routing myself a Absolutely. little bit. Absolutely. We got to go back out to the line. Last call. Who we got on the line? Alan Stuber. Hey, where are you calling from? Gillette, Wyoming. Wyoming, that's what I'm talking about, man. Bears fans all over the place. What's your take on some of the topics that we've been talking about today? Um, well, first of all, I don't. I mean, I think everyone needs to realize our front office lately has done great in our drafts. Like you guys saying, we got some great young players. Uh, we are in a rebuild mode, um, but lately, our front office has done great in our draft, and. Uh, our defense is getting stronger, and um, I understand the freak out about the quarterback situation. Absolutely understand it. Um, everybody wants a top-rated quarterback, but I just keep keep thinking back of last time Bears were in the Super Bowl. We wouldn't have been there without our defense, and we had an average at-best quarterback and still had a shot to win that Super Bowl. Hey, preach. Preach to these people out here. That's Yeah, Rex Grossman. I'm interested in who he wants. If you had one player that Brian Pace could get in the draft or via free agency to add to this roster, mm. who would that be? Uh, that's a tough one, man. I didn't. I, I knew he, was put, he, he put you on the spot, but I didn't know if you had somebody – in your mind, but I mean, there's there's so many options, Sean. I'm just, are you going safety? Would you like yeah, to go yeah, defensive go pos- line, cornerback? No, just ask by position. If you had your one position that you could go and get the guy that you want, what it would be quarterback, wouldn't it? Because you want defense to be dominant. So the one thing, the one position that would make that defense dominant, where would you want to go say, with it? I'd say strong safety or cornerback. Okay, strong safety or cornerback. It makes sense. I mean, you have to – you got to build inside out, and I think that's what the Bears are doing. They're understanding, and Ryan Pace understands that you have to do that if you want to be able to be a contender. But, Sean, you talked about it. It's been a long time since this Bears team has had it's been a, a safety. Long. It's been a long – It's Sam Cook, man. It's been a long time. Hey, Change man. going to come, though. Hey, we appreciate you uh, calling into the show, man. All right, y'all have a good day. Well, 
There you have it, man. Now, the people have spoken. Yeah, we got people calling from Phil Jackson territory. Wyoming, oh, Wyoming Montana. My, we have people calling from all over the place. Listen, we appreciate you for tuning in to Down and Distance here on WGMRadio.com. My man, Sean Davis, SD2 Mike's on Twitter. I'm at Peyton Sun, P-A-Y-T-O-N-S-U-N. Check out DAD Pod on Twitter and at The Arena Shy as well. Uh, Sean, man, it's always a pleasure to sit and talk bears with you, man. This is only the beginning, though, but they it's pay-per-view for the next, you know. If you want fair, unbiased talk from the Chicago Bears perspective, I'm the best in town, man. I'm not even a Bears fan. You see what I'm saying? Cowboys! I see what you're saying. Hey, we appreciate you as always, man, for Sean, for myself. We were here. Now we're gone. Peace.